0: What is the difference between Self-realization and uh, Samadhi? (coughs) Not everybody who can attain Samadhi is self-realized. And not everybody who is self-realized can claim to be in a state of Samadhi. A lot of good people on this planet, in our world, who are self-realized. They don't hurt other people. They don't harm anybody. <clears throat> they may or may not have faith, yet they uh, lead a meaningful life. That's self-realization, you know, realizing that you have a precious life. Which is not easy to come by, and making meaning from this life meaning not in terms of intellectual meaning, but leading this life in a way that somehow helps others as well. Somebody asked me this question once that what is really enlightenment or what is self re- realization? In my view, <clears throat> it is like a state of being naked when you are all the covers, all the layers are off and you are who you are for everybody and you stop pretending to be a certain way the need the urge to show off to the world to be somebody (coughs) disappears because you realize that your self it's infinite it doesn't have to do any catching up with anybody it's not in any race with anybody and that really is self-realization. <clears throat> Arjuna says to Krishna, what kind of person is That One who's, uh, whose wisdom, whose uh, intellect is in firmly established, situated, or one who's, uh, who can lead a life with equanimity. What kind of person is that? And who's, what is Samadhi? And who is Samadhisth? And Bhagavan says, Your soul, Your self, Your real you, Is an ocean. It's an infinite bottomless. Vast, giant, magnificent, magnanimous, marvelous ocean. And the one who can delve deep in that ocean and is contented and is content to stay situated, established in that ocean of bliss, such a person is Samadhist. When we talk about Samadhi, if you mean the yogic concept of Samadhi, the one that Patanjali talks about, then that means Samadhi is something where you can sit in one posture for as long as you want and rise above your body consciousness. That's the yogic definition of Samadhi. Everything else is not Samadhi in the eyes of a yogi. But, like I said, there is bhava Samadhi, Gyan Samadhi, Samadhi. And from that perspective, if we look at uh, Lord Krishna's definition, then Samadhi is something which is a state of mind where you are not affected by what goes around you. sukma smrita yogino yogam atmana Just like the flame of a lamp does not flicker in a place devoid of wind, similarly, The mind of a yogi is single-pointed. It does not flicker by the adversities of life or the challenges of life or from what a yogi decides to do. It stays. It's still. And that stillness is Samadhi. Do our thoughts negative or positive get counted as our karma, basically that's the question, how do you define karma? Thoughts are not karma. Because if thoughts were karma, then uh, you have no control over your negative or positive thoughts. Even a sinner has very simple thoughts. And even a saint has very simple thoughts. Nobody is is outside the grip of thoughts. whether you are a god, or you are a human being, or you are anybody in between, nobody is outside the grip of three modes of material nature, sattva, rajas and tamas. When your sattva, Your mode of goodness is on, you will have good thoughts. When your mode of passion is on, you'll have passionate thoughts. When your mode of ignorance is on, you'll have terrible thoughts. Having a thought is not a problem, but when you pursue that thought, at that moment you are doing what's called mental karma. That mental karma it's a karma in its own right. That's what Krishna means when he says Nobody can say, I don't do any karma because it's not possible to renounce your karma. At any point in time, either with your mind, or with your speech, or with your senses or limbs or body, you're constantly doing one karma or the other. But, the one who renounces the fruit of karma, the attachment to karma. In fact, it's not doing. He's not doing karma. He is a Krishna says he's a top notch sannyasi or yogi. So when you are not pursuing a thought, and here's a very subtle uh, point for you, you know, nugget of uh, wisdom, if you will, when you are not pursuing that thought. At that time you're not attached to your thought if you're not attached to your thought you won't pursue that thought and what do i mean by pursuit of a thought Uh, imagine you're sitting here and you think of uh, something very nice let's say i don't know sticky dead pudding and uh, immediately you're thinking about that pudding and you're thinking about a nice place where you sat and you could have had that pudding and how nice the seating arrangement was, very nice onions, and the service was awesome and you had very nice cappuccino with it and so on and so forth and from that pudding, now you are at a different place altogether had you not been attached attached to the thought, pudding would drop right there somebody else will eat it, you don't have have to bother with it (laughs) and that's what I mean when I say to be detached from a karma so if you are doing it with detachment then karma will not bind you na jama tani karmani nivadanti dhanjaya udasin udasino saktam te shubha karma su khatvastu tie me down conte because i do them with a sense of detachment yasya namato bhavo buddhi yasya nipate hatva eva samaloakan hanti na nivadate a person who does it with absolute detachment cannot be bound by the laws of karma, because if such a person could be, then think about it, then there is no exit for anybody, but there is always an exit, it doesn't matter where you are. If you are a Bhimanyu, maybe you don't know how to come out of the chakra view, maybe you don't know how to come out of that formation, but if you are Drona, or if you are Karna, or if you are Arjuna, then you know how to come out. So entry into anything is very easy to enter into any karma is very easy its exit that makes determines everything and that is possible with uh, my